So last week we talked about why this place is different and that this is the house of God. God is right there in his tabernacle throne and this is a place where we come to, to pray. And that's why we're always quiet. And I also want to, this week I want to talk about prayer. Again, repetition is the mother of all learning. I know we've talked about this last year, but it's always good to remember these things because sometimes we get out of habit. And it's really important at your age that you develop a habit of prayer, kind of a structure of prayer. Because prayer is, is not always easy. It's a kind of a different way of talking. And so we have to learn how to, how to do that. And it's really important to get that at your, at your age. So first, <clears throat> what would you say prayer is? It's kind of a basic question, but it's also kind of hard. Where we talk to God. That's very, very good. That's a good definition of it. Uh, it's talking with God, a conversation with God, communion with God. And that, is, uh, that can be achieved in lots of different ways. But first, just a little parenthesis. Sometimes children get confused about prayer. They, they know it's talking to God, but sometimes kids will come up to me and say, Father, when I pray, I don't hear Jesus talking to me. Because sometimes people think that you're going to actually hear a voice in your ears or in your head of God talking. Now, God does sometimes do that, but typically that's very, very, very rare. God talks in a different way with prayer. And so don't expect that, just like maybe when you make your first communion or confirmation, that you're going to actually hear an audible voice of God in your head. Now, that doesn't mean he talks. He, he doesn't talk. He does talk. It's just in a different way. And so don't uh, think you're doing anything wrong if you don't hear his voice in your head or heart. End of parentheses. Bless you. Now, secondly, uh, with prayer... Prayer is different because it's, it's not like you listening to me and, and talking back and forth right now. It's, a, it's different than that. And God talks in a lot of different ways. Who can think of some ways in which God talks to us? Who knows? Yeah, in our hearts, sometimes there will be inspirations of the Holy Spirit where... You just kind of have this feeling in your heart like, I should go do that. Maybe somebody's having a hard day, or maybe like somebody trips and, and their, their things fall on the ground. You might have an inspiration where the Holy Spirit says, hey, why don't you go help? Or maybe you're at home, and maybe you don't have to do the dishes, but you notice the dishes are dirty. Sometimes you have a little inspiration, hey, why don't you go do the dishes? Things like that. Things that, that's the conscience and, and God co uh, collaborating. That's right, very much so. God made all of creation, and you can see God in a very special way in nature. I really like to talk to God that way. Because when you're on the, the beauty of the beach or at a sunset, and what's really special is like, when you see a sunset, you know, God made that, he knew from all eternity you're going to be there looking at that. And he made it for you. And I'm not exaggerating. That's objectively true. God, just like you um, make artwork for your mom and dad, and they put it up on the refrigerator, um, you make that for them as something that is beautiful. 
to show your love. And that's exactly what God does in creation. He makes all these beautiful things so that we can see an expression of his love and to find his presence. When you go up on top of a mountain, or you go to like a place like Yosemite, you see these breathtaking landscapes. And you can really feel God kind of there. It's a very special uh, way that God talks to us. Um, in all sorts of ways. The love of animals, too. It's all a reflection of his love. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's another way that God talks to us. What are some other ways? Yeah, definitely, those, uh, through miracles. Um, the miracle that we have all the time is the Eucharist that we're doing right now, where you know, the bread and wine become the body and blood of Jesus. That's a miracle. And God does definitely talk to us in the Eucharist. He talks to us in the sacraments. How else does God talk to us? What's that? Through our hearts and our minds, like we were saying before, that is correct. Through signs, okay, yes, God will give us signs sometimes. It's um, not, uh, sometimes it's the, the feeling in our heart, and then sometimes things kind of providentially happen that are not coincidences. I know you probably remember me telling me the story of um, um, She's uh, she used to be the youth uh, coordinator over at uh, St. Bernard's, and she was um, driving her little minivan one day. It was in fall when the leaves of the trees are turning color. And she had the windows cracked a little bit in her minivan. All the kids were young in the back. And she just was kind of looking at the beauty of creation and said, God, you're so amazing with leaves turning different colors. It's so beautiful. I bet you could take one of those leaves and have that come right on my lap. <laughs> and she, you know, she didn't say this out loud. She prayed it. And right as she said that, right as she prayed that, this leaf fell down as she's driving, went straight up the hood, went through the little crack in the window, and landed right underneath. That's a sign. That's not a coincidence. It's not, that's, that's edging on like a miracle. God does that all the time. We have to learn to pay attention and to talk to him. God knows your every desire in your heart, and he cares about it. He cares how you feel. He cares if you're having a bad day. He cares if you're scared. He cares if you're happy. He wants to know to be part of your life in this way. It's something very, very beautiful. So yes, he talks in miracles. What are the, there's another way that he talks to us in this Mass. Think about the Mass. That's right, in the, in the words of God. That's we had the readings from New Testament and then from the, the Gospel. We have the Psalms. Uh, think about the Mass. What other things do we do where God can talk to us? Through prayer, that's true. That's true. When we kneel down, okay, yeah, th those are moments when we, we pray. But think about it. We have music. God can talk to you through the words of the music. Sometimes he can touch your heart by the melody itself. Sometimes some melodies just really stir the heart to prayer, to listen to him. They're very beautiful. 
We have the readings from the Word of God. He talks to us there. Sometimes you'll be listening to a gospel passage, and something will just strike your heart. A word that Jesus says, maybe like, be not afraid. Or stay awake. So he talks to us in the Word. Then he sometimes talks to us through me, the priest. I'm trying to explain things. Many times people will come up to me after a Mass and say, Father, it was like the homily was made just for me. And that's not me, that's the Holy Spirit. Talking to you, connecting with you. And that's what's beautiful. So you see, God talks in so many ways. So many ways. We just have to learn to pay attention. But the place where you can talk to Him the best is right here, house of God. Because, you know, you can be present to people in different ways. Like, you know, I can, I can send you a text message, or I could call you on the phone, or I could be right in front of you talking to you face to face. In each way, I'm present to you, but they're different. Texting, it's hard to kind of understand feelings in a text. When you talk to somebody on the phone, you can, it's just more personal. You understand the tone of voice and the warmth or the, the, the joy. But when you're looking somebody in the eye, that's where it's the most real. And that type of presence is here in the house of God. Christ is there in the golden tabernacle throne. And so that's why when we come into the house of God here, it's a time to be quiet and to talk, and talk a lot, but to talk with God. And just talk like you do, like a normal friend. And that's where those inspirations start to happen. That's where you start to hear the voice of God. Again, not a voice like this voice, but a voice that's in the heart. And lastly, <clears throat> remember... It's good to have a structure in your prayer when you come into the church because, because this place is very, very special. It's good to exercise your faith muscles. And so that's why when you come in, you know, the first thing we always do is we genuflect to the, to the tabernacle because Jesus is there and we're reminding ourselves by our actions, this place is different. I don't genuflect anywhere else. I don't come into my, when I see mom and dad, I don't genuflect to mom and dad. I don't genuflect when I come into the house. This place is different, and we act different, we do different gestures to remind ourselves. But when you come in, remember, if you don't know exactly how to converse with God about different things, use what we talked about, cover your prayer with a tarp, T-A-R-P. What does T stand for? Who remembers? Thanksgiving, A. Adoration, R. Repentance and P? Nope. Petition. That's right. So very, whenever you start prayer off here in the Church of God, the very first thing you should always do is give thanks. Sometimes we forget to do that. And that's why we sometimes get frustrated because we think God's not answering my prayers when he's been answering a whole bunch of prayers. You just have kind of taken them for granted. The gift of your family, the gift of being here right now, the gift of what Jesus did for us on the cross. 
we got to really fill our hearts with gratitude every time we come here and spend a couple minutes of just thanking Jesus. And then, yes, A, adoration, that means to praise him. It's very similar to gratitude, but praising is, is not just what he's done for you, it's what all the great things God has done. The stories in the, in the Bible, the things he's done in the church and the saints, all those different things. And then yes, our repentance. It's important for us to always acknowledge before Jesus that, Lord, you're amazing, I thank you so much, but I'm sorry when I didn't really act the way I should have acted. When I was maybe not as kind as I should, maybe I got upset and yelled at somebody, maybe I was angry at a sibling, maybe I didn't listen to mom and dad as well as I should have. It's important to have to bring those to Jesus to say, I'm sorry, and I'm going to try to do better. And you bring not, repentance is not just about the bad things. It's, it's also where you say, Lord, I failed in these areas, but I also succeeded in these. I did act like you. I did follow that inspiration. So bring the good, too, not just the mistakes. And finally, petition. You can always ask God anything you want. Now, the great thing is God knows everything you need. You don't even really have to ask. But it really helps us to ask because it kind of helps to bring us peace of soul. But you don't, uh, sometimes people think prayer life is just this one constant long list of petition. I, Lord, I need this. Lord, I need that. Lord, this person needs that. And it's, that's good things. And it's good to ask. But prayer is not only petition. There's a relationship. And TARP is how we kind of remember that. So when you come in to church, you genuflect, you come down here, and then kneel down and pray. Follow that, that covering, T-A-R-P. That way we can always build these faith muscles and start to deepen in our prayer life. And week by week, we'll get stronger and stronger and stronger. Okay, so let's conclude with, what does T stand for, everybody? A, R, and P, very good. So let's keep doing that and work hard so we can grow in holiness and become the saints that God calls us to be.